Thanks. That's all for today. 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 I love Gemma Broderick's Thanks, That's All For Today. Side note, I'm always miming along to her just before I record this intro. Fun fact. Hello, welcome back. I'm so excited to be back, can you tell? I'm Harriet Mullen and I'm your host of Thanks, That's All For Today, a podcast hosted by me, Harriet Mullen. That's what I was supposed to say. It's been a while, hasn't it? But I'm back now, I'm on solid ground and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode with a fantastic British stage and screen actor. Today's episode is a really personal one with my guest, so I'd just like to thank him for his openness and honesty and sharing his story with me. Thank you so much for trusting me, Tom. So without further ado, here's episode eight with the wonderful Tom Christian. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, That's All For Today. With me, your host, Harriet Mullen. And on today's episode, I have a very, very special guest with me. I feel very fortunate to have him on the podcast today. He is a fantastic professional actor whose television credits include, I'm going to take a big breath here, White House Farm, The Royals, Four Lives, Grace, The Walk-In, Silent Witness, Mr. Selfridge, Gangs of London, London. Gangs of London, <laughs> that really great show, Gangs of London, Bridgerton, Call the Midwife, Hatton Garden, and the list goes on. Tom, my guest today, also played Kenny Willis in the UK tour of Scylla the Musical, so technically we've played husband and wife, but at different times. How are you, mate? Great to see you. I'm all right, mate. Mate, that made me sound uh, uh, a lot more um, impressive than I am. I, uh, I had to whittle down the list because otherwise I'd be here until about five o'clock today <laughs> you've done yes. absolutely amazing Tom oh thanks Tom how did you get into acting because obviously you've got a huge list of credits there including stage and screen um was it something that you always wanted to do uh it was the only class at school I turned up for <laughs> I was uh I was suspended several times and expelled two or three times but the only no way um, yeah the the only class I would consistently turn up for was drama um amazing uh, and my uh my mum used to at the um parents evenings my mum would quite uh often sort of end at the end of the evening walk out in tears um (laughs) just from a, a gauntlet of teachers telling her how terrible I am but the uh, the one saving grace was uh, Mr. Wagner, uh, Charlie Wagner. He, he we'd sit down. She's sort of red eyed already. Oh. <laughs> and he, she'd sit down and, and he'd say, "Look at him. He's amazing. He's brilliant. He's going to be something." <laughs> she Tom, just sort of looked at him like, "I've got to ask oh, you, what did you get expelled for?" Oh, also bunking, arguing with teachers, like. I was never sort of, it's nothing that impressive. I was just like a, an idiot, like a class clown. I was not the hard kid. I was like, it wasn't like I was even tough or anything like that. I just, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I couldn't focus in classes and I, I didn't want to be there. And um, I've got a, you know, stereotypically for people like myself, I'm sure I've got absolutely no respect for authority. <laughs> <laughs> like, whenever I, I'd end up in a standoff with a teacher, I remember, um, my head of head of wing, I think it was. Um, we were having a row in the middle of the the hallway, and and he said, "If you you walk out that door, Tommy Nelson, my real name's Nelson. Tommy Nelson, you won't be coming back." I'll get fucked. I walked up, walked straight down. Tommy to Nelson is a great name, by the way. <laughs> That's a great name. Uh, yeah, I walked straight down to a phone box and called my mum. <laughs> I've been expelled. <laughs> you know I, I i take responsibility for myself and my own um conduct sort of thing but but looking back i do think that our our education system is it it, it doesn't bend or or mm. sort of uh adapt to to different learning um different ways of learning it's learn it this way or get left behind sort of thing and i do i do think there was a, a bit of a letdown in the system in that in that regard my behavior is my um responsibility I could have behaved a bit better you you have to sort of be an all-rounder at school but obviously there was something you were really really good at 
Um, when you were in those classes, did you think oh, I'm going to be an actor when I'm older or was it a creative outlet for you? No, it's to be honest. It, I mean, how comfortable are you? Are you on this gang quite dark with stuff or going oh, quite no. personal? And... Get you, you be as personal as you want. That's <laughs> what this podcast is for. You be. It's totally up to you. And obviously, like I said earlier, anything you do say will be given in evidence. No, anything you do say, um, I I can always I can always take out. It's as honest as you want to cool. be, Tom. For anyone listening, and you know, just talking about mental health stuff, and you know, if that upsets anyone yeah. then just a fair warning of course so i i suffered with depression from about the age of 13 or so i had incredibly severe acne oh. which i got really sort of brutally bullied for and teased about and oh. um about the, the age of 13 or 14 i made a, an attempt on myself I, oh. I tried to i didn't try i polished off a bottle of sleeping tablets with the with the hope of not waking up oh Tom. it's all right i, I make I, I sort of i make uncomfortable jokes about it because it, it makes me feel that's awkward yeah. <laughs> but um it, you know i just i just fell asleep <laughs> but um i i i made a, a second sort of attempt a few a few years later and, oh. and the thing that sort of kept me tethered to life um because i, I i've always sort of i've always sort of thought of the of the world and life as a bit of a cage mm. you've got no choice as to being brought into it you you don't sign anything saying yeah. you you agree to societal structures and this that and the other it's you know it's this sort of set up system of birth education job family mm-hmm. struggle die you know all that sort of th- stuff and I just found it to be like this this cage that I, I didn't want to be a part of yeah um and seeing the effect that that had on people like my mum yeah who who is the world to me um I I got to a point where the deal I made with myself is the the thing that gets me up will will get me out of bed in the morning is acting Mm. so that's what I'm gonna do if I'm gonna be here that's what I'm gonna do so that's been my sort of constant and that's why I can't divert from it Mm. so that's why you know when you have the the tizzies about like like we all have the tizzies about uh, maybe I should change this maybe I, I should do something else it's not you know nothing's going right I always yeah. remember just how you know close I was to not being about and mm. the reason I stuck about was that sort of little pledge I made to to get there through you know to to, to stick around for f- stick around by pursuing what I what gets me out of it yeah if that makes sense sorry I ramble no you didn't at all you didn't at all it just shows how much how much it means to you your craft and and what also what it's done for you as well obviously in the darkest times of your life it's brought you through those times I think that's what's amazing about our job is that it it means so much to us like you say when you have those times like maybe I should give up maybe I should do something else and something more stable it's it's so intertwined in in us and our beings that thinking of doing anything else is we just can't imagine it and I'm so pleased you had that in your life in those times we do put a weird um uh pressure on ourselves to I think actors specifically put this weird pressure on ourselves to to never not be an actor for any for any point in time to for fear of failure or Mm. you know judgment from other other actors or feel like you you're you're one of the the one of the many that don't make it sort of thing and i think it's important that we get out of that mindset Mm. as as actors and just and to remember that at at any point in your life you never stop being an actor if you are if you are one or a creative you know in whatever sense um, even if you do have to take a little side street and a little pit stop and you know do something else for a bit to to keep the coffers topped up and to keep life ticking over mm. you, th- th- there's always a part for your age so that's the yeah. before <laughs> there are there are people who exist that are your age yeah. and there are characters that exist that are your age so you you know you're never you're never irrelevant um i know there are there are um uh, I know that's simplifying to an extent because you have greater difficulties when it comes to women 
you know and the, the parts and stuff and I think women feel a lot more pressure um, to to get where they need to get before a certain point um, oh yeah like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that there's um, change there's some change going on with on that front um, I'd certainly like like I've, I've been writing a lot um, like the last couple of years as for everybody have been quite quiet and difficult and it sort of pushed me into writing more and I found myself I've got this habit of and my, my missus tells me off all the time I've got this habit of as soon as someone as soon as a creative tells me that they're having a tough time I'm sat obsessing about how I can do something for them even though I've got no means to do anything for them <laughs> um, like a, a friend of mine was telling me uh, she uh, she was on quite a a well-known show and um, something happened with the creator of the show that meant that the show was no longer being created and it you know it's, excuse my name but fucking sucks because you, you work yeah. so fucking hard and you you know you finally get a you finally get a foothold and then some other fucker fucks it for you and you know and then I was sat there because I've been writing something she goes my missus is watching me <laughs> she goes what you can't give her anything you've got you <laughs> Stop! Stop obsessing. <laughs> oh, that is really kind. You don't get a lot of that in this industry. <laughs> well, that's the um, but that's the thing. There's nothing. I mean, I'm sure there's. I'm sure some people would say that there's a selfishness to it, but there's nothing more rewarding than doing something for someone else. Yeah, definitely. Um, like, if you if if you find your, I think uh, uh, I I'm not sure that drama schools really instill that um, mindset in actors. Mm. I think. That they focus far too much. Well, they certainly did when I was at drama school. But they focus, seem to focus solely on competition, and how yeah. harsh it is, and how difficult it is. And you should, if you don't really want this, you should give up. And it's yeah, it's just such a. It, you you come out of drama school just defeated, right? Yeah, I've I have heard that. I didn't go to drama school myself, but I have heard that whole break you down to build you up motto. And most people have said it just broke me down. Yeah. And they didn't bring me back up again. Where did you train, Tom, for anyone listening? I went to, uh, so I, my main training was at East 15. I started, Amazing. I started training. I did um a, <laughs> so my mum called me, I was doing a, I was working as a uh, concrete repair surveyor, mm -hmm. as exciting as that sounds. Um, and I was going for a real bad stint of depression and i used to <laughs> there's these four tower blocks in camden in uh, swiss cottage mm, i know and swiss cottage I, used to work there so you know those big four tower blocks i do uh, i worked on those i i did that you know 20 years ago i yeah. did uh repair concrete repairs on those um and the outside i think the furthest one along just outside there's there's like a, a playground mm -hmm. and it's completely closed off by a, a brick wall or it was at the time and I was so low that I would just I would clock in for work walk down to that that playground lie on a bench and go to sleep for the day just no one I'm, la I'm laughing because I didn't expect <laughs> you to say that but I'm not laughing at actually that is so Tom you're, make, you're making me just want to give you a hug and I, I can't do anything about so it I've, I've ruined this this is the most depressing episode no, it's ever. not it's not but I just I just want, want to give you a hug or like bring you a cup of tea to that bench <laughs> I'll go to this the Starbucks in Swiss Cottage probably wasn't there possibly at the time get your cup of tea and bring it to the bench sorry I interrupted you there <laughs> oh it's all good um but the the positive side of the story is I, I um I got a call one day from my mum just saying I'm sick of you not doing what you want to do I've enrolled you on a on a summer course go and go and do it uh, and that was at a place called the poor school in King's Cross mm -hmm. and I didn't know anything about drama schools at the time and I just thought I thought this was the big drama school <laughs> um so i turned up first one there last one out um and we had this uh like at, at the end of the six weeks or whatever it was we had this sort of um feedback session mm. one-to-one -one feedback session with our main tutors and uh, i remember this fellow and he sort of sat down and he, and he was like darling boy you're so you're so lovely you're so attentive i'm sorry you just will not ever be an actor because no one will understand you <laughs> sorry shall we just read your credits all over again sorry what what did he mean like you're, he wouldn't understand your accent or wouldn't understand yeah, you as a person so my, my accent at the time was a lot thicker um 
So, so you know, it was just it was. I took it. It was just saying I was too working class to be. Oh, to I be hate! I hate that. Oh my god! <laughs> For one of the few times in my life, I took that and thought, well, "Fuck y'all!" Yeah. You know, I'll fucking show you. Um, so I then went to a place called the Academy in Whitechapel, mm-hmm. um, which is which is actually where I credit most of my learning as an actor. Mm-hmm. I don't credit East, I went to East 15 eventually, but I don't credit East 15 with much of my development in mm-hmm. terms of um in terms of acting. The the academy was like the guy who runs the place, a guy called who ran the place, he didn't own it, but he ran the place basically. It was called Daniel Brennan and he was like my mentor. And he sort of just took me straight under his wing. I think he recognized a little troubled little kid trying to trying to make something of himself. Um and yeah, and, and he really instilled some confidence in me for once. Mm. Like, oh shit, actually I might actually be decent at this. Um and it was because of him that I then sort of did the rounds at different drama schools, uh, got into a bunch of places, got close to getting into RADA. Um, but then at East 15 we we did this uh one of the one of the things in the audition we had to do was like the uh tutor lined us up and uh we had to give our speeches as if we were in like gladiator giving it like a roman general sort of thing and i was like yeah this is fucking awesome (laughs) (laughs) i'm going here this is where i'm gonna go um yeah and straight acting or did you do any can you sing no, I can't fucking sing. I um, bet you can. Can you? You, nah. you would have had to sing a line in Scylla. I, I sang a line in Scylla and I made the biggest fucking fuss about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not multi talented. I've got one thing I can barely do. <laughs> no, no. I just wondered if you had to do any voice work or singing work when you were there. Yeah, you had, you had to do all the, the singing classes and stuff, but I was never, I'm, I'm not a confident singer I think if I, the nicest thing I'd say about myself is I think um I think I have I have a nice voice but I don't know how to sing yeah if that makes sense like I I don't understand pitch tone I don't you know I don't have a mechanical brain well before <laughs> we move on Tom I just want to say thank you for sharing those personal stories with me it's such a personal career choice. It's it's a vocation, isn't it? It's not just like I've got a job and I just sort of stop thinking about it when I leave work. It's constantly on your mind. And so thank you for sharing what you what you know, what you've been through and you know, your your mental health from a young age. I do I do really appreciate it. And I'm I'm so pleased that you're here because you're a wonderful <laughs> human. You really Thanks. are. Do you seen there's a dog behind you? Yeah. Oh. Have I not? Oh, sorry. This That's is all right. Up. I was like, we got a, we got a special guest. Uh, yeah, I'll try and get the camera to oh, show me. Hello. <laughs> What's up? Oh my gosh, you are beautiful. <laughs> what breed is your dog, Tom? He's a husky. I love husk huskies and akitas. I absolutely love. Oh, he's like he's the sweetest. He he doesn't complain about anything. No, he's I didn't like, even he... know there was a dog in your room. He's just so <laughs> yeah, he's chilled. Like, he's like a little creep. He's, I just saw. I was like, "Have you got a, like a furry coat on the back of your chair?" And you just sort of swung round. Um. So, Tom, what's the greatest difference between television and theatre auditions? The greatest difference between television and theatre auditions. Uh, television, there's fewer auditions. Um, um, uh, so <laughs> television you can get away with not knowing the script because off quite often the first the first time you're seen as a self-tape <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so, so you can get away with sort of cheating it and having the iPad up while you're, you're whoever you're reading with is scrolling <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I prefer them. <laughs> My favourite one was one in the last few years where the director was literally like, so strong, I cannot wait to work with you. And I didn't even get past first round. Oh, <laughs> so I was just like... <laughs> I had one a bit like that the other day. They, they were lovely. It's like this... this uh, it was an improv um, casting. 
and you sort of, you know, we have this big chat for about half an hour and we're like we do this improv and we get into it and it's supposed to be quite dark and and visceral and at the end of it it's like everyone's like buzzing you're like oh, fucking hell like you're like yeah this that was great can't yes can't and then the next evening it's like no it's not going any further <laughs> cheers thanks thanks so much <laughs> now i distrust anybody on a panel yeah but there's so much there's so much that goes into it and i, I to be fair i do think casting directors get more flack than they deserve in terms of in terms of who gets the job because casting directors they're not deciding who gets the job all mm. they can do is open the door and, you know and give you that chance yeah and there's you know there's a number of producers and clients and this that and the other that that look at your stuff and it can take one you can have three people mm. you can have three producers that that love you and then one just goes ah, that's I'd, I actually prefer and then and then it all unravels it's just there's so much that goes into you not getting something yeah that that is beyond just you Okay, I want to play a game now. Okay. Is this what you've been looking forward to most? Because I know this you mentioned... This is the only reason I'm here. Yeah, you've, you've heard <laughs> the other episodes. <laughs> this is what everyone comes for, the game. Um, okay, let me get my really, really highly skilled questions up. Oh, wait, what's happened? You've ruined the game. I've ruined the game. No, no, I, I actually think I'm about to do... What's happened? Oh, my God. What have you done? Can you see this? What is going on? <laughs> What's happened? Yeah. Are we painting? Why are we portraits? I don't know. <laughs> if anyone listening, we're on Zoom and I've somehow put me and Tom Christian in an art gallery and our faces. <laughs> is this an art gallery? Is this what you'd say? I don't know how I've done it. I it don't looks know. Like... I don't know how to get back. <laughs> I don't know how to get back. Stop immersive view. Yes. Sorry about go. that. That's all good. Sorry about me and you in an art gallery. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought I'd change it up for the game just because the game wasn't wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> right. Here we go. Okay, Tom Christian, would yes. you rather? First question, mm -hmm. self-tape or in-person audition? I think I know your answer. Self-tape all day. <laughs> <laughs> in an audition... Would you yep. prefer to perform a monologue or dialogue? Uh, dialogue. Fabulous. Okay, third question. I'm not used to people answering with one word answers. This is great. This is what the game oh, is. Do you, do you want more elaborate answers? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's supposed to be a quick fire round, but it's never okay. been a quick fire round, but I'm loving it. You're taking direction brilliantly, Tom. Okay. <laughs> Serious drama versus comedy. Uh, now I have to give you a long answer question. You can give me a long answer. It depends. It depends on the drama and it depends on the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Depends on depends on what for each side. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So anyone listening might not know this, but Tom is actually from Liverpool and he lived here. I say here because I'm in Liverpool right now for five <laughs> years. Um, and he does a fantastic, obviously, he does a fantastic, it's his native accent, fantastic <laughs> Scouse accent, um, obviously being born here. Um, but obviously you're hearing very um, Southern accent on Christian right now. So my question for you is, I'm going to say your own accents mm. in brackets versus learning an accent. For a part or an audition oh um my own if it's if it's an accent you're not entirely comfortable with then the casting can become all about just getting the accent right and not the acting mm -hmm. so yeah scouse or london which one's all your days. favorite though <laughs> scouse or london i actually i actually prefer performing in scouse i put mm -hmm. i prefer talking in scouse. something feels more comfortable Mm. I get tired. In my, London is such a lazy accent. Your mouth, your mouth barely moves. <laughs> For me, having the Southern accent and then having to do a Scouse accent, accent. Why can't I speak today? For me, <laughs> having a Southern accent and then having to do a Scouse accent. Mm. I 
I actually get tired because I think my larynx has to tilt <laughs> to, to reach the yeah. like how melodic the accent is. So it's funny yeah. that you say that because I do think naturally I've got quite a lazy accent. The laziness is great, but I mean, it makes you a bit mumblecore. But, um... <laughs> I love a London accent. I love it. I love it so much. I said my mum will love listening to it because my grandpa is a Cockney. So we we love we love the London accent so much. Yeah. Um, do you prefer a period piece versus modern day? Uh, period. And would you prefer to play a real person or a fictional character? Fictional. Interesting. Can I ask why? <laughs> um, so going back to where I grew up, like I, I grew up, I got uh, jumped, mugged, bottled, uh, bullied, uh, knives held, you know, held to my stomach. Like not as a sort of like boohoo me, but a lot of the stuff that, that is focused on that sort of horrible stuff and like I don't mm. find interesting because it's it's just real world stuff to me mm. um so I've always I've always been more drawn to fantasy stuff mm. like more fan fantastical worlds and medieval stuff and so for me it's like I'm always more excited with that sort of thing it's like the gaming thing the, the gaming has been my my little sanctuary since I was about eight years old the more fantastical it is the more more exciting I find it hundred percent it's like escapism isn't it mm. i find it to be more play and that's what it should be Re regardless of how serious it is or you know or even how like dark it is it's still play it's you know and and there are there are, there are like i've done things that i'm really proud of that i've done a lot of the crime dramas yes um like um four lives i was really proud of because there was yes. a real i got so many lovely messages from people on both from from both sides I got a lot of messages from police actually mm. um just saying that thank you for showing us in in representing us in a nicer light <laughs> yeah Cause, you know because that's difficult to do at the moment yes um, it is yeah for good reason you know mm -hmm. but um and then from from a lot of gay men would send me messages as well because it for obvious reasons it's yeah. such a, a horrible thing to think to to feel that you don't matter and that oh, you yeah. can be completely disregarded just for who you are. Like, I know. And so, you know, those more grounded, real yeah. stories do, you know, have an important place. Mm -hmm. um, but just on a personal level, if I, you know, for, for me, I, I'm yeah. sort of more drawn to a, a Game of Thrones or... Yes, know, yeah. Sort of, I totally get that. We love seeing you on our television, Tom Christian. We're literally like, Tom's in it. We need to watch it. We need to watch it. Um, you have completed the game. Ah. Moving up a level. I want to ask you, because obviously I know you from being the iconic Tom Christian when I joined Scylla and everyone was like, you didn't get to meet Tom. Is that the f the only musical you've done or have you been involved in other musicals before? It's Unless I'm forgetting anything, it's the only and last musical I will ever do. <laughs> so for anyone that didn't see it, Kenny Willis, the part was probably the most sort of serious role in it. It was very like actor focused. And the scenes were quite serious, um, especially that phone call you have with between Bobby and Kenny. Um, and so I just wondered if you accidentally sort of got into a musical or whether it was something that you, you know, you, you have done before. I, I wish it was that way, but <laughs> <laughs> that's a nicer way <laughs> for it to have happened. The reality is um, I just booked, uh, I think it was Hatton Garden. Mm. Um, and Cara had just booked Scylla and we were with the same agent so we all went out for a for a knees up to celebrate you know both jobs mm. and I'd had too much to drink at one point and declared that I should be in Scylla because I'm Scouse <laughs> and I just happened <laughs> I just happened to um, to know someone who worked very closely uh, with Bill at the time and I messaged him and said why why the fuck I in this I'm Scouse. <laughs> he texts me back <laughs> saying, you don't dance or sing. Uh, I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to do with it. Um, and then the next day, my agent 
my agent called me and said, I don't, I don't know what you did last night, but Bill Cameron wants to see you for Scylla. <laughs> all right then I was like mate I was, I was, I was fucking I was pissed <laughs> so I went and I was honest I was like look I don't I don't dance or sing so <laughs> I'll just I'll read I'll just read the script <laughs> so I did and if I remember rightly I think I did it with Bob first and I I, I think I sang yesterday um and the I, I swear to God, the only, I think the only reason I got it is because I was, I went for, a, I was going for a breakup quite close to that time, quite a, a you know, a painful one. Oh. And I just went up saying yes there and cried. <laughs> oh, oh. seal the deal. Cried That's on cue. Yeah. Oh, bless Let's talk about story time. Let's have a little story time. Have you got a favorite audition? It doesn't need to be a positive one. It could be like the maddest, the funniest, the scariest, the most stupid. Um, it's just one story maybe that sticks out in your mind. It might be a bit different for you because if you're in TV, it seems like it's a bit more straightforward in TV than this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I don't know what I've What's a recall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I tell you what, I had a I had a soul destroying one a few weeks back. I got um, I I, I actually do know what a recall is because I got recalled for this thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a a new I don't know if I'm I'm probably not allowed to say what it is, but it, a new comedy, and the director's quite a famous guy from a comedy show. And so I go in and the, there's like four people in a sort of panel situation. And the scene, the scene is, to, it's to play like the lead character's boyfriend. Um, but the person who's cast as, as the girlfriend was, had to be about 20 years younger than me. Um, and I immediately, she looked, she, no, she looked about 18 and I walked in looking how I do. And I was like, I shouldn't be paying, I should be, playing your dad like this ain't gonna work straight away like she and they're all lovely like they're all like lovely you know but I was like immediately like I I'm not getting this and the thing is it was like a bunch of sex scenes we had to do and we're but we're sat oops, sorry we're sat side by side in like that stereotypical like casting in a film sort of thing that really awkward thing of not looking at your screen partner in a chemistry test you're looking at the panel so it's like well so you want me to just do we just do sex movements without looking at each other like so i'm there just sort of gurning and grinding at thin air <laughs> <laughs> so you can't look at each other in a chemistry well, no, room. I, well i don't know if, because they need to see us because the, the camera is in front of us so if i'm looking at her they can't see me and they don't address it in the room. They're not like, so yeah, we just, you know, I know it's awkward, but just look look at us. They just let, leave it to it. So I'm like. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I just went for it. And then I felt utterly like shamed. Oh. <laughs> and so I felt like coated in shame. Like <laughs> if I, because <laughs> I, I knew I wasn't going to get it because I was too old. So I just felt like, you know, you just feel like I just. Oh. I did all that. I did all that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Just I'm not laughing at you. I'm like laughing out of like, like <laughs> I totally understand that situation. And it's on camera somewhere. <laughs> it's on camera. All that, that is on camera. Imagine if I become something. Oh my God. I had one where they made me and and the the guy that was, they wanted for the lead play Truth or Dare. And Honestly, I that I know that's why I was laughing then because you just like I'm getting uncomfortable thinking about it. it it's if if there was HR in some of these mm. <laughs> productions, it would be mm. like I don't think that's okay. But it's <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because the the panel must be so like um, 
oh, like desensitized to it because they've yeah. seen everybody come in and you know have to do all these different things. But it, it never, I don't think it ever gets easier. It's still awkward. No, you're just you're just giving away bits of your soul. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I could be on a panel. I'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little section called Ask Tom, okay? <laughs> I want to ask you your do's and don'ts for auditions because okay. you've obviously done very well when you've gone to auditions. Is there like three things you would definitely recommend people do and three that you would not? Um, it's a difficult one because I think I think we like to think that there is some sort of magic formula to, mm. to getting things right and there just isn't. It's just... It's all luck. It's all timing and luck and how you look on the day, how you feel on the day. Like I'm I'm really uh socially anxious. Like so going in the room is the I hate I hate the added element of having to talk to people. Mm. I'm like, just let me do the acting because that's where I feel all right and then don't talk to me. Yeah. I hate a group <laughs> audition. I think I've got to make friends today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um I think yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I would never um, presume to actually know what, what the sort of formula is. I mean, apart from the basics, you know, learn the lines, turn up on time, be too early rather than too late, um, and just be nice. Like, be a nice person. You can't do anything other. You can't do anything else. You know, if you if you're prepared, it's either yours or it ain't. And yeah. ninety percent of time, and myself included, ninety percent of time it ain't. <laughs> it's just. Um, the and it's it's important when you it's nice when people think you're doing so well but honestly like for myself as well i i did silent witness um back in september uh and that i think that was my second job last year so i did two jobs last year and one of them was was a guest star on silent witness mm. um and i then did not i i haven't worked since like i have but so that's you know, I'm I'm sure I know that there are people listening that will be like, well, I, I haven't worked for two years. Of course, yeah. like that's. But it's all but relative we, to you. Of course, yeah, and we sh we I I do think we need to let go of that competition with each other. Competition mm. of how hard it is with each other. It it is just hard for all of us. Yeah. Um, and as it happens, like stuff has only just started coming in, um, now. Yeah. So it's it's I think it's a good reminder that. Yeah perception is not reality and like i'm doing some people will think oh he's doing he's doing amazing and then and, but i'll be sat at home fucking trying to fend off depression yeah. <laughs> you know because things you know it's just it's tough just keep i always say you, you just got to keep your head above water until you get on the boat and that's mm. that's all it is keep kicking keep kicking and keep just keep your mouth and your nose above the water and then you'll be yeah. <laughs> eventually a boat will come along it's so reassuring to chat to other creatives about about this situation because I think especially with social media it's supposed to be I'm busy all the time booked and blessed and it's such a toxic way of thinking because there is downtime there's always going to yeah. be downtime and there's going to be times where two jobs come in at once and you can't do both of them and then you're like why didn't that happen when I wasn't working but we're we're conditioned to not talk about it. It's like we we're not allowed to talk about what what we haven't done or what we're not doing. It's always about like what's next and what you've done. And yeah, yeah. I think it's great. It's so comforting, I think, to to you know for people to hear that there will be downtime and it's okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you're not good or you know you're you're rubbish at your job. It's just the nature um, of of the job. Yeah, it's it's just it's all it's all luck and opportunity. That doesn't. I think some people take that to mean that you're you're not good. You you know yeah. you can't if if it you know. And it's it's not that you can. We all know someone who works incredibly hard and isn't as successful as they should should be. Yeah, and incredibly hard and incredibly talented. There are a million better actors that I, I can think of than me that I know that I worked with in fringe theater for years. Like they're all better than me. You know, it just, it's luck. Like I, 
I had, hadn't had a cast in, I did Fringe for five years or so out of drama school and hadn't had a cast in in the UK, like a TV cast and just couldn't get yeah. one. Um, and it was only because an ex-girlfriend of mine was quite well in with a casting director and just stuck her neck out for me and said, um, will you come and see Tom in this play in the Camden People's Theatre? Um, and she did. And because Amazing. of that, I then got with the agent I'm with now. I started getting seen for things. I bought my first telly. That's not me. I didn't do that. That's that is just the luck of someone just helping out. And for me, that if you can do something for someone else, that it again, that's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. Imagine having a hand in someone's um happiness. Yeah. For, yeah. For want of a better way of putting it, by just putting in a good word or, yeah. or just reaching out to someone just because. Yeah. I agree. Going back onto what you should do in a casting list, that just generally what you should do is, is I think, is think about making a good impression, yeah. not forcing, not forcing it, but just, but just how you, you know, how you come across, how, how generous you are, how how much time you give people, because it's those sorts of impressions that, you know, you don't know five, ten years down the line, someone's found themselves in a, in a place mm. where maybe they maybe they've written something. Um, and they go, do you know what? I really, I always remember that that fellow I, I met ten years ago, and he was really, just really lovely. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I'm doing it now. Like I've got, um, the the downtime uh, after Silent Witness sort of pushed me into writing, and now I've got two two separate long format TV shows Amazing. written. I've got I've I've got uh, four episodes on one and an episode on the other, and I'm working simultaneously on two different pitch decks and this that, and the other. And I'm constantly thinking, you know, let's say something comes of it and they get made. I'm not necessarily going to have say on who plays what or this and that, but mm. you never know. No. You never know when you're in a position to go, I wrote this for yeah. some, for a particular person. Because I do, I, I write every part I write, I've got someone in my head already. Yeah. And imagine being in a position where you can go, well, actually, I, I wrote it. I, I know who's perfect for it because I wrote it for them. It's just you um, offering me a part as the singer in the show. Thank you so much, Tom. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build up to it. You know, I was getting a bit nervous because you might reject me. <laughs> oh my god, I thought you'd never ask. Um, as long as I can play a male character, because apparently they're the best roles I play, according to my mum. <laughs> told this story quite a few times um i i was up for something quite big a few years back that, that could have been potentially life-changing um and just missed out missed out on it and i did i, I sort of succumbed to the park site why not you know mm. why not me this that and, the other, and you know thinking of all the re all the reasons why i couldn't have got this thing and the other yeah. person and must have got it because of it and it just it it it's quite poisonous mm. I think it's a poisonous way to to think it'll it'll infect you to the point where it I think it um it will chip away at, at um chip away at your character I think I and instead it, I just thought I thought of the phone call that that fellow must have made to his mum yeah and like that for me that that gets me choked up because it's mm. like that's my dream call your mum and go mum fuck I fucking got it yeah and like just say like, well. And if you, if you think of that, for, whenever you miss out on saying, try and think of, well, think about the call they're making to their mum. That, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that that is an amazing, yeah, amazing way to put it. Because that is all we all we want to do is just like, you know, ring our mum and tell them mm. that this is, you know, has happened. I've got it. You know, you see those videos online of people like FaceTiming now their family and the reaction because your family go through it with you or your closest yeah. people with you grow and go through it with you. I always say this about my family. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if it wasn't for them. Everybody's sort of had to get involved. Yeah. <laughs> you get nowhere by yourself. I think that's a mistake some people make, giving themselves all the credit. Like, Yeah, definitely. The, I got nowhere. I've been dragged through my life, like, and predominantly by women. <laughs> 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 like... My my life is is um, gifted with amazing women that just will not let me 
will not let me give up mm. and start starting with my mum like my mum like is my is my biggest confidant and biggest fan and biggest biggest um cheerleader um and considering everything that i have put her through in terms of my behavior as a kid and stuff it's amazing like she i i daydream constantly about handing her keys to her own house oh. like we grew up in in council houses you know council estates um and she she would clean toilets she she was she was a singer um she did the pub circuits and oh, stuff oh really i didn't inherit her talent <laughs> but listen um, you could write her a part i could um could. there you go uh, but that uh, musical yeah, you're she... writing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to be able to um to thank her by giving her her own slice of the world because mm. I'm sitting in this house we just bought. I, I didn't do it off my own back. That's a lot of help from my my mum, who's grafted and worked and and helped me. You get nowhere without without other people. So we're talking about a little tiny show called uh, Netflix. I was going to say a little tiny show <laughs> called Bridgerton. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Yeah, we were just we were just talking about the um, how sort of uh, cutthroat it can be um, when you you cast in something and then you find out that you didn't make it in the final cut or it's been edited down. And um, I was just saying, I when I <laughs> for the casting for Bridgerton, I went in and I, I met a friend of mine called Ash. Um, and we were, it was sort of like I think we sort of knew we'd got it straight away because we were just we we we're quite um, we bounce off each other quite well. He's quite uh, charismatic and and boisterous, and we'll be mates with anybody. And I'm a bit more reserved, and um, we sort of had a bit of a Ronnie Reggie vibe going on. And the casting director immediately sort of noticed us and went, "You come in together, you two. Um, so we went in, did our thing got the job <clears throat> and uh when we the build up to it we were sort of getting the impression that it was going to be this massive deal mm. on this like we were the baddies coming in on this this show and we were the first proper baddies to come in wow. like the um costume designer who was so like it was really fucking cool like he made us he he was doing all these drawings for us like sketches of us in these costumes and stuff amazing one that he's he did one especially of me and ash um in the you know the uh, i think they use it for legend the ronnie and reggie poster where one's sort of looking that way and one's mm. looking forward he drew us like that so we're like now like is this is this like are we going to be quite big in this um and when we got on set everyone was going oh the baddies are here the villains are here I was like, oh shit, and we like we filmed loads, and we were like, oh, like hopefully we'll be back. Hopefully, like this will carry on next season. And for one, I never like tell anyone to watch my stuff. The only thing I, because I rarely watch anything. I mean, I I say to my mum, you watch it and just tell me if I was shit, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll gauge whether you know whether I did a decent job or not. Um, and I let her sort of call around the family and say Tom's in this new thing called Bridgerton and like and hyped it up, bigged it mm. up. And I, for once, sort of sat down to watch something and all of our stuff had been cut and we were in it for about 30 seconds. <laughs> and you had all like, these scenes done? We had all these other, like all these other bits, the scenes that we were in that they did eventually show were, were cut down. You know, oh, it's, it's so cutthroat. They've got a certain amount of time to tell a certain story and sometimes they just have to make these decisions and it's not, you know, no, it's not personal. And sex sells. They had to put the sex scenes in <laughs> over the villains. <laughs> I want to play another game now before we go. Um, I've got a game and then a final question. Um, okay. But I want to play Never Have I Ever. Um, okay. Uh -oh. um, I know. <laughs> Where it takes a turn. Um, okay. Have you ever uh, auditioned for your dream role? Oh, I've I've auditioned for my dream sh sort of, mm. sort uh, vaguely. <laughs> I've auditioned. 
I've auditioned to play the younger version of my dream role. Oh, wow. Of one of my dream roles and got down to the last two. Oh, amazing. But also yeah. painful. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Do you have uh, multiple dream roles? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've got... Mine are sort of like I, I'd, mine are really nerdy. Like I'd love to play Cyclops in the X Men. <laughs> Amazing. That's one of my dream roles. My dream roles aren't like pretty BAFTA. <laughs> no, it's great. It's, it's um, pure escapism. We were talking about this yeah. earlier. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, like I can't say the other one because then I give it away. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll 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 move on. You've auditioned yeah. for Harry Potter as Harry Potter now. <laughs> <laughs> the young version of Harry Potter. I am the next thing. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I, never have I ever. I keep wanting to say never have I ever, and I have to say it like that as well. <laughs> have you ever been offered two jobs at the same time that you've had to pick one or the other? Um, probably. That's going to make me sound like a wanker. I can't remember. <laughs> yes, but not two six. <laughs> <laughs> um. Think so. Oh, someone's at my front door. Hold oh, on, two seconds. Oh, go for it. Amazon. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, there's a sticker <laughs> over the labels. I don't know. I don't even know. Who I was like, saw. oh, he's got a parcel, and then I was like, he can't hear me because he hasn't got his headphones on. <laughs> um, um, yeah, yes, we've got so... parcels daily. Oh, Sorry, me, me too. My every man actually and me get on really well. He's like, hi, <laughs> darling. Did you find something for the wedding? I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, you know, I've been ordering for a wedding that I had on Saturday. <laughs> um, Yeah. So have you ever auditioned for. No, that wasn't my question. Have you ever so... been offered jobs and you've had to pick from one or um, two of them? Yeah, I, I will have. Yeah, hmm. definitely. I think. Yeah. I won't remember what, but no. no. Well, that's good then, because if it was like I can't remember last week. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Me too. What day is it? Um, <laughs> have you ever been offered a job without auditioning for it? Yes. Do you want? <laughs> yes. I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> um, just from uh. Like so, the 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 sort of ha every everyone will have a, a handful of casting directors that that sort of champion them, uh, and I've got my couple. I've got some that I just can't get in with, and I've got some that really champion me. Um, and if there's been a, a handful of times when, let's say I um, I have been up for like a bigger part in the show, um, and it just hasn't gone my way. If a, a smaller bit comes up and. I guess that they're, they're not concerned with having a name or or this mm. that, and the other than the casting director will or has well, not not every time but has sort of just just gone well Tom will Tom fancy doing this yeah which is cool yeah well Tommy Nelson do that yeah he will <laughs> lucky fantastic <laughs> I wish all jobs were like that um, and my final <laughs> question is you have worked with a variety of stars do you ever get not stage fright, but have you ever, never either, have you ever got a little bit like nervous or intimidated working with somebody who is well known within the acting um, sphere? Hmm. I got, uh, I'm trying to think, Gem generally, uh, people are so lovely, you, you don't, you don't really have a moment to, to sort of think like that. Hmm. Like generally, people are just so cool. Like I worked with um, Jason Fleming um, mm. a while back, and that guy was so cool and nice and just human. Like I didn't, I didn't have time to think. Oh, that's Jason Fleming. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I worked. I, I, I got my sort of anxieties came up a bit working with Stephen Graham, because mm. um, you know everyone admires Stephen and he's probably arguably like our, our best sort our best actor you know of the moment sort of thing our best export um is that the right time I don't know um it sounded good uh, I was nodding <laughs> away I was like yeah I like that best export yeah let's call him that um but I got I I feel I, I got the impression that Stephen was maybe a little bit like me in a sense like mm. he 
he came straight up and he was like, yeah, you're right. And, and shook my hand and stuff. And, but uh, sort of like maybe he was a bit shy as well. And he, and the guy is so famous. He must feel like he's got eyes on him all the time. Yeah. Um. So I, I didn't, I didn't really get to get to know him too well. Um. And my mum and dad were like, um, tell him your scouse, tell him your scouse. Um, I was just like, well, if it comes up, <laughs> just go we up never, to him. <laughs> we sat in the green room at one point, and he's like, Stephen likes. Um, he was he was eating. Are they snacker jacks? I think it was snacker jacks or something like that. And he sort of offered me one. one point, and I just had this sort of scrubs sort of daydream moment of going, I'm scouse. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to work out how you could put it in conversation. Did he find out ever? No. no. <laughs> I just went, oh, no, thank you, mate. I'm I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you, mate. Um, Listen, I'm a scouser in your, in your London accent. Just a, just a scouser, ain't I? <laughs> just a run-of-the-mill scouser. <laughs> my um, nanny calls Stephen Graham Michael's friend because Michael was in time. And um, I think it's when they did time. Anyway... My nanny now goes, it's got Michael's friend in it, um, Stephen. <laughs> like Stephen it's Graham, a, yeah. <laughs> it was funny uh, when we were doing a court scene in the, in the walk-in and Stephen has, has to give, it's sort of a, a massive moment for his, his character mm-hmm. and he sort of comes in and takes the stand and it was a, it was one of the f- few times, like I've worked with some some mm-hmm. big names and, this, and it was the first time I've sort of watched someone walk into a room and everyone all the all the essays or the act everyone sort of pays heed to the fact that he's entered the room sort of thing and, and it all goes like respectfully a bit quiet sort of thing and it was like oh shit yeah mm. <laughs> and I did I, my brain went to fact what's it what's it feel like to mm. you've got you've got all this stuff you need you you've got a massive speech you've got to get and you must feel this this energy of people yeah. it must be I don't know. There must be quite a bit of pressure. So much pressure, with, yeah. With it, um, but yeah, I think that's the closest I've been to sort of going. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I would be terrible. I would literally, I cry when I meet famous people. I just, I can't help myself. Or I go the other way. So when I met Jerry Halliwell, I cried. Out crying. <laughs> I did. I was just talking to Jerry. She was like, hello, Harriet. So we were doing a TV show and I was like, hi, Jerry. Well, you actually hear it in my voice. Yeah, but or, you love the Spice Girls, don't you? I've seen... I'm obsessed. Yeah. And, and I'm actually, sure you've mentioned it on the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. And 25 years ago today, I will never get over this, Jerry Halliwell left the Spice Girls. 25 years ago today, and I will never, ever, ever get... I think I had a day off school. No, I didn't, but I will. <laughs> um, but then I met Miranda Hart at a cash oh, yeah. point, and she turned around and I went, hello, Miranda, how are you? How have you been? And <laughs> because I just thought I knew her because she was famous. So I go one, I go obsessive fan to like yeah. super over-friendly. Well, um, I, can, I can get, I get that about the, <laughs> I get that about Jerry Allen because I've, I've got yeah. a, a decent impression of how much you like the Spice Girls. And stuff. Like I, I'm, I, I love um, John Bernthal. He's my favourite actor. Yeah. So I'm sure, I'm sure I'd get like, Uh, before we go I just want to ask you is there a story that hasn't been told yet that you would like to tell on screen or on stage Hmm. I don't I don't know um, I've been watching loads of um like his little uh, bite-sized history uh, videos on YouTube, mm. and some of the some of the battles and wars that have taken place in regions like like the Middle East and um, and like China and Mongolia and stuff like they they inc- they sound like like epic um, stories in themselves. Like I, I quite I mean obviously f- for obvious reasons I wouldn't be right for for telling you know but those are sorts of things i'd like to see more of yeah um, there's i think there's a lot of history that we we generally have no idea about so i think those things are quite mm. cool that was a ramble i'm not sure if that was applicable no that's great no i love it <laughs> i think it's so interesting honestly i i agree with you there's so many stories that haven't been told but yeah. a christmas carol will get told every year in different formats <laughs> and i will still watch it every year and go 
oh my god is he gonna go good is he gonna <laughs> have christmas day with his family every year it's the one one story i can watch over and over again or pride and prejudice um is my repeat offender but tom thank you so much for today thank you for your time thanks for all the advice and also sharing your personal story as well it's really brave of you and i'm i'm so appreciative for you and your honesty and i just like i said earlier i wish i could give you a hug but i'm in liverpool so i'm really sorry i can't do anything about that but when you're in (laughs) liverpool please do come see us michael's actually texted me saying please say hi from me So he's gutted that he's missed you today. But thank you so much for joining me. Not at all. Thanks for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Before you go, please could you sign us off by saying the title of the podcast. Thanks. That's all for today. Thanks. That's all for today.